Welcome to Between Our Thighs, a sex-positive website advocating for global sexual inclusivity. I'm your host, M, and I'll be taking you on a podcast journey that delves into the world of sex, dating, relationships, you name it, all in the hopes of creating a safe space for our listeners to gain information and answer their questions on a large number of topics. So, without further ado, here is today's episode. Prioritizing sex after birth, or even after having kids that have grown up a bit, doesn't always come naturally. Couples can experience a lack of intimacy after a baby brought on by fatigue, stress over caring for the new person they're responsible for, and even a general shift in hormones post-delivery. Some people even experience a decrease in their sex drive throughout their pregnancy. We're not saying to jump right into sex after birth. After all, the human body needs time to recover after delivering a baby, and your doctor or midwife's recommendation should be followed. Of course, we're not even suggesting that you have sex when you're not in the mood and don't feel up to it. What we are suggesting is that couples who want to keep their sex lives alive and well, even after having kids, take the time to listen to today's conversation. We're sitting down with an anonymous mom of two to discuss what it's like to experience the fluctuations of hormones and libido, as well as understanding and working through the physical changes from conception through to the months of pregnancy, post-delivery, and while raising young children. We also chat about the importance of taking time to be the best version of yourself and how to love your body, regardless of if you're a parent or not. So let's get started. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Good. You want to tell us a little bit about yourself? So I guess career-wise, I have a degree in environmental design. So that is sort of a hybrid of interior design and architecture. Mm-hmm. I went to OCAD, Ontario College of Art and Design. Um, and I was in that field for a long time. I did stuff for myself um, and I worked for companies as well. And then, you know, I got, I met someone and, and we got married and everything and and we decided to have kids and the job was kind of like strenuous. I'm, I'm just like jumping right in. Is that okay? Yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> The job was like kind of strenuous. Like, I mean, I had a lot of um, uh, clients that sort of worked on tight deadlines because it's the design Mm -hmm. industry. And I lugged a lot of heavy samples of stone and tile and all this stuff. And and I was pregnant with our first baby and we had lost the baby. Sorry to be like a Debbie Downer, but um, but we had lost the baby and I, you know, it was tough. And I thought, you know what, this industry is bananas because it is. It's really nuts. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to take a year off and see what happens. And uh, in that year, I had a baby. We had our first daughter. And then a year and a half later, we had our second daughter. And I've been home with them since. So our oldest is just turned two. And our youngest just turned eight months. And yeah, it's it's a wild ride because they're really close in age and they're really intense and they know what they want and, you know, they don't listen to me and it's great. <laughs> so you had the two under two. <laughs> oh yeah, two under a year and a half. <laughs> oh my God. Never mind two under two. That's a wild ride. You thought the design industry was bananas? <laughs> Be back. Um <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, our first took us like three years and we did have the loss in between there. So when we started having sex again, we thought, you know, it's going to take at least a year, at least two. And it was that month. Like my first was eight months and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm pregnant. Oh, sorry. Am I allowed to swear? <laughs> yeah, you can swear. <laughs> I'm like, oh, damn, I'm pregnant again. I'm like, wow, like, yay, but whoa. So, it's, yeah, it's been wild, wild. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> Love you. Surprise. So no number three. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yeah, not right now. We, we talk about it all the time. Um, but we we don't know. We're like 90% sure we're done at two. But you know what they say, what happens when you make plans. So... <laughs> We're just, we're leaving it open right now. We're going to see. But Margot is eight months. So that's when I got pregnant um, with her. So we'll see. <laughs> I guess, yeah, see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess in between those times, like your sex life, <laughs> it was <laughs> happening. <laughs> it obviously didn't slow down. Well, no, you know, it's funny. It did. A lot, a lot, a lot. So we we had our first our first daughter and it was like, so I think it depends on your pregnancy because I've had awful pregnancies like to the point where I can't even walk near the end Ouch. because I'm just all belly and my pelvic mm-hmm. literally just caves in on itself. Um, oh so, so it's like the penis comes close and you're like, no, 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 no. Get away from me because <laughs> I cannot walk. <laughs> so no like second half there's just no hanky panky and um and then you know your your baby's born and and it's you know you're pushing a watermelon through like a lemon and it just everything is just painful and and uncomfortable and and you're getting used to you know especially when it's your first you know you're once you give birth you're a completely different person like you you you're a mother and, and you really are a new human being and, and you're getting used to so much that, you know, they say six weeks to wait. And yeah, we waited longer. I mean, my husband obviously would have would have been ready to go the next day. But but yeah, we waited longer. And then, yeah, a lot of people, I don't know, a lot of people say, you know, the first time after, like it hurts or you have to be careful or no, I don't know. I don't know why people say that. It, it We just kind of jumped right back in. But it took a while. I mean, we did the official first time. Just we we, we kind of like planned it, you know, like mm-hmm. tonight should be the night, you know, we're getting <laughs> back into it. Get prepared. Get prepared, you know, <laughs> but it's tough because you're both exhausted. Yeah. Usually, especially the mother is. And it's like, oh, fuck. All right, let's just do this. And <laughs> I mean, it's great, but you're so tired. Like unless you're you're someone who's had a child, you cannot understand how tired you are. Um, and then of course, you know, we did it and it was awesome. And it's like, yeah, we're going to get back into it. And it's like, no, like two weeks had passed. And it's like, oh yeah, that sex thing. We should really try that again. And after, remember when, <laughs> remember when, but after I would say like the seven month mark is when we got back into a rhythm of it. You know, like a three, four times a week thing, which was like sort of the norm for us. And then it was like, whoa, this didn't happen for so long. And I was like a wild animal. 
And I was like, <laughs> I don't know if it was like the hormones or what. And, and so much of it is hormones, you know, mm-hmm. like I had a girlfriend who she didn't want her husband to touch her for like well over a year after she gave birth. Like, she's just like, I am not into this. And they're having their second child now. So of course that, that changed, but um, <laughs> at some point, <laughs> at some point, and it's, just, it's hard to explain. Sometimes there is no rhyme or reason. It's just the sex drive really does disappear for a bit. And I think it's a survival tactic because it's like, just add sex to everything else that you're doing. It's like, you just can't. When would you, you sleep? Can't. You already when would you sleep? sleeping. Come on. <laughs> Have you heard about the Adventure Challenge? They have scratch-off adventures for any relationship, romantic, family, friends, and even solo. Each book is a scratch-off keepsake with 50 unique adventures, which allow you to explore outside of your habits. We had the pleasure of trying out the couple's edition and loved it. Whether as a birthday present, something for the holidays, or even as a just because, the Adventure Challenge Couples Edition is such an amazing way to find new, unique date ideas while simultaneously strengthening your relationship and creating meaningful memories. Once you scratch the date off, there's no take-backs. The most exciting part is that you don't know what you'll be doing until you scratch it off. Save 10% off your purchase on theadventurechallenge.com, regardless of which book you choose to buy, by using the code between our thighs at checkout. That's between our thighs for 10% off. Yeah, my friend just had a baby and I'm just like, okay, when do you have time to eat? <laughs> oh my God. I remember that. Could I eat or could I shower? Those were the two things that were so monumental. You learn that you really don't need to shower daily because you have spit up on you and stuff all the time. So anyways. Anyways, yeah, you just shower and then it's back on you. So it's like, yeah, I'd rather eat than shower for sure. It's it's tough. And I mean, sex is... is... Those gross little baby poops. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's not very sexy. Like, No, that's not sexy either. And I was going to say, like, sex is tough with when you don't have kids thrown into it. Mm-hmm. Like, your body changes so much. So much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether you, as people like to say, bounce back, I hate that term, but if you bounce back or not, or, or however, if you feel great about your body after, you know, for those that don't, like it's, it's rough. Like, you know, you put on lingerie pre baby and you're feeling all sexy and, <laughs> and you're happy with yourself. And then your body really completely changes. And yeah. I don't know. Like I said, you just, you feel like a different person. And, and I, like, I'm not only talking, you know, weight wise, like exactly how you look, like it's the way, I don't know, the way you carry yourself even like you mm-hmm. you really are a new human being. And it's almost like you have to learn about yourself and how, how you function in this new role and, and how that translates to having sex with a partner, right? That's such a big part of a relationship. And you're kind of showing up being like, okay, who am I? How am I doing this now? Like as this new me, like it's wild. So the person you were pre-baby is different from the person you are during pregnancy, and that's different from the person you are postpartum. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You are three different human beings. And all the while, your hormones are ruling you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hormones is like a whole different topic, but it, you really are. I mean, for me, I was... And this is this is obviously very personal. Everybody has their own opinion of themselves, but... Pre- <laughs> pre-pregnancy I'm like the, you know 
yeah, like down for anything, like wild, crazy <laughs> fun. Like I'm a sex pot. Like that's how I feel right about yeah. myself. Like I'm all confident and yeah. And pregnancy, I'm like, oh, I'm a beach whale. Like don't touch me. <laughs> it's like complete opposite of everything I have ever felt about myself. And I'm like, just roll me over to the chips. Like that's, <laughs> that's where it ended. And then it's funny because once you have your baby, like there's so many, like I said, like growing into this new person and, and like, it's like, you don't, you don't exactly know where you fall yet. It's weird. Yeah. Like learning that new version of you. Yeah. And then your partner learning that new version of you too. Yeah. No, it's super hard for them to navigate because like sometimes (laughs) my husband's like, he'll like, this is so, I hope he doesn't listen to this after, but, um, <laughs> you know, like w- women, I, f- I find that we're, we're pretty funny because, you know, sometimes like he tries to get it on all the time and he'll be like, Oh my God, like give it a rest or like, you know, either you're down or, or they're annoying, you know? And then, so he'll like <laughs> not make any moves for like a week and then like, we'll get into bed and I'll be like, why aren't you like into it? <laughs> You and I are the same person. <laughs> are you serious? And he's Have like, you lost your attraction to me. <laughs> Do you not find me sexy anymore? <laughs> and he's like, God damn it! He's like, and, and he's he said like, I don't know how to navigate. Like sometimes you know I can touch you and you're like down, and sometimes I touch you and you want to rip my head off. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I and just like, want well, you to read my mind. <laughs> yeah, why can't you read what I'm thinking or feeling? And I'm like, well, tonight I'm down, so let's do it, <laughs> you know. And 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 that's another thing you have to get used to too. Post baby is you kind of have to. It's sometimes not as spontaneous as you would like it to be because, mm-hmm. you know, depending like for us, for example, we're <laughs> we're living with my in laws right now um, mm-hmm. because we're renovating um, a bit of our home, and so that's really you kind of are like okay. They told us they're going to be out tonight. So do you want to do it like between seven and nine sometime? <laughs> so then, you know, and if you're, if you're a spontaneous couple prior, which we were, that takes some getting used to as well. Yeah. Um, but even if you're, you're living in your own home with kids, it's like, okay, they're down by seven thirty. So, uh, you know, either like you eat dinner with the kids or you, or you eat dinner after you put them down. Okay. So tonight mm-hmm. we didn't eat dinner with the kids. So we'll make something really quick and then, okay. So we'll be done eating by like 8.30. Then we need like until 9.30 to like maybe watch a show. So should we try to squeeze it in between 9.30 and 10? <laughs> because you like want to be in 10, bed by 10. <laughs> by 10. And it's like, geez, it's, uh, it's, it's funny. And, but I mean, that doesn't last forever. You know, our, our kids are still really, really young and it's chaos. Um, so, and then sometimes you'll do something like, you know, family will be over and, and, you know, the kids are kind of like someone's holding our younger one, someone's, and, and our older one is playing with her cousins and stuff. So it's like, oh, uh, hmm, we, we just have to go over there for a second. Like we sneak away <laughs> to the closet and then that's kind of fun because it's kind of spontaneous and, you know, we could essentially get caught and, you know, so you have to kind of make it fun that way a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope my in-laws don't listen to this. <laughs> Keep it a secret. <laughs> oh. 
Nominated for the XBiz Awards Luxury Toy of the Year, the Canadian-designed Dahlia has so much to offer its users. Unlike other toys, the Montreal brand Desirables has created a G-Spot dildo that helps bring you to orgasm without the assistance of vibrations. The curvature of the 7-inch toy, including its bulbous ends, enable it to do just that. Its ergonomic grip and light weight makes it easy to grip and maneuver for either pleasure or kegel exercises. What's more, the Dahlia is handcrafted by local potters in a Limoges style, ensuring that the products produced are of the highest quality. Made from porcelain, it also means that this dildo is phthalate free. Today, you can save 10% off your first purchase on desirables.ca by using the code BETWEEN10 at checkout. That's BETWEEN10 for 10% off. Oh man, but yeah, I, it, <laughs> I guess it really does change. And I think even, it's funny because my two times X now at this point, um, <laughs> I was telling him a while ago when we were together, I was like, you know, like I, like what you were saying, like I, I feel that you don't, I don't know, like, do you, are you not attracted to me? And he's like, you could go like three, four times a day. Or more. I you like, go, you don't, girl. <laughs> you don't give me a chance to make the moves on you. He's like, I literally walk into, I go to the bathroom and then I walk back into the room and you're naked on the bed, like <laughs> ready to go. Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> and he's nicely saying it, but like, then you have the audacity to tell me why I'm not making moves. He's like, I don't have time to make the moves. Like, <laughs> you're always making the moves. I love it. And he's like, okay, no, see- we don't. We don't have, I don't have the same libido that I did when I was like 19 years old. Like it's been (laughs) five years. I'm in my late twenties. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. That is like, so not where I'm at right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That it's so tough. And like, like I said, it's so different for every person. Um, Like my girlfriend who was over a year, she had a really traumatic birth though. Like that had something to do with it. So much of it is mental. Um, Mm -hmm. because I noticed with my first, I don't want to use the term bounce back. Like I hate that term so much, (laughs) but basically my body just physically looked the way it did pre baby. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, like five weeks later, like, and I don't know why it just happened. Like it just happens to some women. Like I didn't, that was without like working out or whatnot. So I was like, Oh, this is cool. And then even though it took me a while, like I said, like seven months or so to Mm -hmm. really feel comfortable again. It was just somehow easier that way. Whereas with the second pregnancy, like I said, our youngest is almost eight months and I still don't like, I'm I'm still struggling with my self image type thing. Um, And I didn't, you know, so to speak, bounce back as quickly. They say the second, you know, your body's more used to what's going on and stuff. So it like stretches a lot easier and doesn't stretch back so easily and all that (laughs) stuff. So, and it's, it's not a, it's not a thing where, I have this specific image of like, I want to be this skinny or this whatever. It's just, I felt comfortable where I was pre-baby. In Mm -hmm. some eyes that that might be skinny to someone, um, whereas to another person, they they might think it's average or whatever. It's it's not that I'm trying to be a specific look. I just want to be where I was before because that's where I was comfortable. And And where I- Just about how you feel. Yeah. 
It's a and feeling, that, not a look. Yes. And I think yeah. it has so much to do with, um, I worked out like three times a week and I did a mix of yoga and Pilates. And I think mm-hmm. that so much of that was mental. It was yes. mental clarity. I kind of like got, got out whatever I need to get out through exercise. And, and I felt strong. Like right mm-hmm. now I feel so weak and, and all of that can translate into sex. Like to feel confident in the bedroom, like you ju- you have to feel confident with yourself, self-love yeah. first, first mm-hmm. and foremost before anything. So it's, it's freaking tough. Just, yeah, just breathe, take it all <laughs> in. Don't even think about sex right now. Yeah. Do you dread painful penetration? Then Onut is for you. Made of soft and stretchy body-safe polymer that's also BPA, phthalate, and latex-free, Onut consists of four stackable rings that can fit together or come apart as needed to make adjustments. It's even available as both a standard and wider set size. The penetrating partner, or sex toy, stretches the O-nuts externally over the shaft and down to the base where it acts as a soft, cushioning buffer between the partner's bodies. By adding or removing rings, users can customize the depth of penetration, either vaginally or anally, to discover a combination that feels ideal for you both. Folks with penises typically don't notice much of a difference in sensation, as O-nut is designed to feel just like skin. That means it feels just like full penetration and is perfect for easing into penetrative sex during foreplay. By removing the element of unwanted discomfort and pain from penetrative sex, partners can feel more confident and the wearer can remove worry about putting their partner through unnecessary pain. This leads to the freedom to let go with one another, be totally in the moment, and have full sexual enjoyment. You can save $7 off your Onut purchase today by using the code between our thighs at checkout on onut.co. That's O H N U T dot C O. Get ready to take your physical comfort to the next level with your Onut set. And that, that's the thing. The first month is so intense, like so much happens. And I remember my sister-in-law with my first, with my second, it didn't happen, but breastfeeding is very freaking difficult. And then I don't understand how women have sex while they're still breastfeeding and they let their husband like suck on their nipples. I just, I always thought that I'd be that woman of like, oh, I don't care. Like, you know, <laughs> boobs for my babies, boobs for my husband. <laughs> And I'm like, no, don't go there. It's like, it's for the babies. Like, I can't believe I'm that person. (laughs) But you work so hard. It's like so much to get a milk supply. Oh my God. Yeah. Thinking like somebody else taking it when like (laughs) you need that to feed your child. A hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. But oh my God, I remember that first month. It's so hard (laughs) on the husbands again. It's like boobs in their face all day, all night, but don't touch. (laughs) (laughs) And then God forbid if your boobs are, or if your nipples are like cracking, bleeding, it's like, it's a mess. That's why they say six weeks, because that's really the time it takes you to sort of get a grasp on like what your new reality is. (laughs) No, I swear, because I feel it's funny because with both girls, um, right after I had them, I remember calling my doctor, I forget with which baby. And I, I was maybe like three weeks postpartum and I had called her and said like, Mm-hmm. Would it be bad if I had sex right now? Because I was so freaking <laughs> horny. 
Um, and she's like, I mean, yeah. you can, but the reason why we say six weeks is because it's still like an open wound type thing and you run the risk of infection. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, oh man, but I like, I found it so tough. Like I was like, man, okay, we have to wait three more weeks. And then like life settles and you're like, okay, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. That, that's passed. That, that ship, ship has sailed. <laughs> um, but again, like it's so much of it is hormones. It's crazy. Hormones are a wild ride. I was, when you said that about like your, literally your vagina healing, mm-hmm. I just think about like times that I've had just really rough sex and it's taken me like a week yeah, to recover. Totally. So, and that's not my pelvis literally opening yeah. up and pushing a watermelon yeah, through it. It's crazy. So like if you think about the trauma that you go through with just like some rough sex, the trauma that would go of your body literally opening up. Literally splitting wide open. Pushing out yeah. a baby. It's crazy. And then that's not even if you have to get like the episiotomy or if you oh, just tear. Yeah. So I didn't, n- neither happened to me. So I'm not even sure. Okay. But my, my girlfriend that was telling you that um, she didn't sort of get her drive back until well over a year. She had, mm-hmm. was it, did she tear or an episiotomy? I don't remember. Oh, no. I think she tore. They, ha- they had to like go in and get them with forceps. Oh. And I think she tore naturally because of that. And uh, she had to go back for treatment. Like they put this like liquid silver, they like melt it and Mm. put it on your wounds to sort of get it to heal. And she had to do that treatment every couple of days for like a couple of weeks. And, and and again, physically she was fine after X amount, but it's, it's mentally, it really, I, it's, it's hard to explain. Like it's, yeah, it's like you've you've been through this trauma, but at, on the flip side, like it's so beautiful. Like I actually loved mm-hmm. giving birth both times. Like I loved it because I loved, um, I don't know, I guess like you just feel like a superwoman and it's really beautiful. <laughs> you are. Yeah, women are superwomen. Yeah, and I didn't have an epidural either time. And I just really like, mm-hmm. I really felt that shit. <laughs> And like, got, like once you're done and the baby, they put the baby on your chest and it's like, it's so amazing. And then, but on the flip side, you, you somehow still come out with this weird trauma and I don't know. And like I said, I had a beautiful experience. So I can't imagine if you've had like an emergency C-section or, or, or you know, a, a 48 hour late active labor. And like, that's some women have, like, that's crazy. Yeah. So, so add that to it and, and you really need to recover from it. That's why the postpartum period is so, it's so important to have support. Yeah. The healing you do mentally and physically, it, it just sets you up for a healthy sort of mind and body afterwards. And, and that, that relates to sex, you know, if you, if you heal well. Yeah. Yeah. Like the support you have taking care of the baby. And then if your baby's happy, you're happy. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's another thing. I mean, if you're, let's say you move somewhere remote and you don't have family around you or whatnot, and, and it's, it's just you two taking care of the baby. And, you know, more often than not, the husband goes back to work like in a week and you're like, what the fuck do I do with this kid? How do I heal? How do I feed myself? And, (laughs) and, and you're trying to figure out breastfeeding and like, it's, it's a lot. So if you can have support, it's, it's gold. Mm Mm-hmm. If you can't, I mean, that that adds another layer. I don't even know when you have sex at that point, like in like five years, maybe. 
I don't know. When your kids, <laughs> when your kids in college. college. <laughs> Do you end up with another one? <laughs> Maybe. It's crazy. Oh, uh, yeah. Like I've heard so many different birth stories and so many different experiences with pregnancy. And it's kind of like, it seems there's some sort of combination that mm-hmm. results in that end, how you yeah. feel after it. Like some people have a really crappy pregnancy, but then birth is easy or a really easy pregnancy and then a difficult birth. Right. Or like easy all the way through, difficult all the way through. And yeah, I think birth is traumatic on the body at the end of the day. Totally. And the hormones are traumatic. (laughs) Like even the easiest pregnancy, you're still dealing with floods of hormones after. Yeah, exactly. And I I think um, all of that being said, though, I think it's so important. Like I'm kind of like a – I'm a big believer in – not necessarily like law of attraction or whatnot, but I really believe that your mindset, um, the way you start the day, the way mm-hmm. you approach relationships, the way like just for everything has so much to do with it. So, I mean, I, <laughs> I tried to have a good mindset for the pregnancy, but I knew from my first, I was like, fuck, my pelvic is going to cave in at like the six month mark and it's going <laughs> to suck balls. But I thought, okay, no, I'm going to try to keep a positive mindset, but it just, yeah, it sucks. The pregnancy just sucked. I'm going to put it out there, but Like for the birth, I remember, so my first, they had to induce me. I won't go through the whole story because it's too long, but they Mm -hmm. basically had to induce me because my water had broke, but it was only like leaking instead of fully coming. And um, it was like that for like 11 hours. And they were like, okay, this is like a risk for infection. So we're going to induce you. So they basically said that um, the induction will, will take about eight to 10 hours to sort of activate or whatever they call it. And I was holding her and breastfeeding her in under two. So when they told me that, I was like, fuck that. I'm not waiting 10 hours. And I was like, no, we're, we're rocking this. Like, let's yeah. do it. So they induced me and, <laughs> and yeah, and she was born quick. And then with my second, I told my husband, I'm like, you know, I'm going to give birth to her in like an hour because like, that's what I'm telling my mind to do. <laughs> and like, It sounds crazy, but you know, sure enough. I, I was admitted to the hospital at like 3.45 and, and I mean, God, there's so much more to it than just saying, I'm going to give birth quick. Like, you know, it, it was, it was weeks of me building up and coaching myself and telling myself, this is natural. Like you're going to do it. You're going to rock it. Like, it's not as simple as just saying one sentence, but you know, yeah. I'm going with it. And sure enough, yeah. I was admitted at like 3.45 and, and just past five, I was holding her. Like I, I went to the washroom and my husband was helping me walk there and and I'm peeing and he's sort of kneeling in front of me. And I'm like, Oh fuck, I'm going to give birth right now. And he's like, ha ha. And I'm like, no, no, call, call the nurse. And he's (laughs) like, actually, I'm like, yeah, I'm done peeing. And like, I'm pushing now. Like, I'm not kidding. And and she came like five minutes later, like it was wild, but sorry, that, that got really long where, where I'm going with it is, you know, you kind of approach sex that way. You think, okay, this is how I feel about my body shit's all crazy right now. I, I'm not sure where, where I've settled into all this, mm-hmm. but I have a good relationship. I love my husband. Like I am this like total goddess that has created and given birth to life, not <laughs> once, but twice, you know, you kind of have to build yourself up and give yourself that mindset because really when people tell me like, I haven't had sex for like, months and or over a year like my girlfriend told me like in the back of my head I was like yeah I I could see that like I could I could for all of the 800 reasons that we just talked about in the last half hour like I 
could yeah. see that. And, and I'm sure this isn't for everybody. I'm sure some women are like, bang, mm. let's go. I'm good to go. God bless you. <laughs> but if, if you're anything <laughs> like me, like you have to set up your mindset for that too. And I have to tell myself like, listen, you, you're still who you were before, but but a better version. And let's let's go. Ever wonder why sex toys are so boring in appearance? We're not talking about wild contraptions sticking out from different angles or even funky colors, but more so about how visually appealing they are. For the most part, they're just not cute. This is why we love cute little fuckers toys. Each one is designed to be so adorable, it could literally be left on your dresser without raising any eyebrows. Each toy is designed not only to bring a smile to your face from looking at it, but of course, also from using it. With deep vibrations coming from 100% body safe silicone toys, the cute little fuckers are inclusive to all bodies, regardless of gender identity or physical accessibility. It's really no wonder that thousands of people are falling in love with these designs. Interested in seeing what all this well-deserved hype is about? You can save $5 off your order by using the code BETWEENOURTHIES at checkout on CuteLittleFuckers.com. That's $5 off your order with the code BETWEENOURTHIES on CuteLittleFuckers.com. How do you think, aside from like kind of setting up time, <laughs> like a, a scheduled time to, <laughs> to have sex, what would be other ways that other people that have given birth, regardless, like whether it's the mother or father or whatever, how could they together jump back in? You know what? I think communication, this is going to sound so cliche, but it's true. Communication is key. So I mean, for us, it's it's so different. It's so scheduled because we are living with my in-laws. It's not the ideal situation. That's a yeah, different situation. But, you know, with our first, for example, when we were at home, communication is key for sure. You have to say like, almost in a weird way, like lay it down. Like, you know, my husband would say like, if, if you're like cooking something in the kitchen or whatever and like, you know, I come behind you and like start to kind of want to get it on. Like, are you going to be okay with that? Because, and and that's a fair question. Yeah. And it's sort of respectful of him because he's, again, he's not sure where I'm at with everything. And, uh, you know, and I was kind of like, mm -hmm. yeah, no, that's okay. And then I would tell him like, you know, if, if I'm having like an off day or I'm just not feeling it, I'm too tired, like I'll tell you right away. So, you know, we don't get into that weird stage yeah. of like him trying, trying to get some hanky panky and, and me sort of like, not trying to be rude, but brush him off indirectly. And that, you know, it just goes nowhere. <laughs> and, um, and I think if yeah. you have, if you sort of set, not like boundaries per se, but the sort of guidelines as unsexy as that sounds, it mm -hmm. then opens the space up for spontaneity because, you know, I could be cooking something mm -hmm. and he'd grab my ass and I'd be like, Ooh, you know, and I turn around and we start making it and then we'd, yeah, we do it on the that. island and, and we're good because <laughs> yeah. he sort of knew like, okay, I want to get it on. I'm going to try. And if she's not down, she's going to tell me, you know, and I wasn't like, oh, like I'm trying to cook something. Why is he trying to get it on? No, because it was set up that, you know, I could just turn around and say, no, like I just want to finish cooking this and then that'd be it. It would be done. Yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe if you, if you kind of 
you know, in an unsexy way, like, like set, set that up a little bit for yourselves. And, and I mean, that could mean anything mm-hmm. for anybody. Like, I don't know if you're a couple that likes having sex outside, you could be like, Hey, like when the kids are down, like if I lead you outside, you know, if you're into it, let's go like, you know, whatever, like whatever your thing yeah. is, just sort of <laughs> lay it out. And and for us, our thing was, was spontaneity. Like we would do it anywhere, anytime. <laughs> you know and and that was fun for us so so that that had to be talked about at like how do we navigate that spontaneity without really like I mean mm-hmm. we can't leave the house the kids are sleeping someone has yeah. to have the yeah. monitor close by so you kind of fi- figure that out you know but c- communication and you can still yeah. be spontaneous without in a different in a way. different way exactly and like I said, whatever yeah. someone is into, you adapt and the base of that is there. You just sort of make it work mm-hmm. w- with kids. I mean, we've done it before when, when our girls are up, like in the other room, because we're, we're like, let's have like a super fast quickie. And like, it's it's sexy and it's fun. And the girls <laughs> are awake. You know, um, it doesn't have to be when kids go to bed. <laughs> like you just, you make it yeah. work. But you got, you got to talk about it. Like I just... I don't know how people don't discuss sex. Like I find it such an important thing. Yeah. I think talking to your partner about sex <sighs> is so important. It's so important. Because it's such a big part of a relationship. That's the thing. It's huge. Even like, yeah. like I said, like, you know, talking about like, how do we navigate this now? Or, or even something stupid. Like when I tell him like, why aren't you into me anymore? <laughs> From important stuff to, <laughs> to silly stuff, like everything. But it feels important at the time. Yeah, Exactly. Because that's like a blow to your ego, even if you're if it's just you yeah. thinking it. No, that's true. It still yeah. feels that still affects you, and that's a big no. thing for you. And well, I, I, I mean, even, like, <laughs> that to me is important all the time. Like even pre kids, I mean, just something simple like, did you like when I did that? Like, did you like that spot? Like, you know, yeah, it, it should always be talked about. Yeah, and so you're not doing things that they don't like again and doing more of the yeah, things that they totally. do like and that you're getting the stuff that you like and <laughs> totally totally yeah and I think even relationship check-ins like people do monthly relationship check-ins and it's kind of just like where are you mentally right now what are some things that we need to work on for next month I never heard of that I love this idea yeah it's such a great idea like doing these monthly I mean you can do them more often you can do them weekly I think maybe daily mm-hmm. is a bit of an overkill, but important things you address as they come up. Like if something extreme or big happens that you feel needs to be addressed now, you address it now. But kind of an overall feel, like once a month, once every few weeks, you can touch base, just schedule time to sit down together and just be like, hey, over the past however many weeks since we last sat down together this is how I've been feeling and it doesn't have to be bad things you could just say like I've been feeling great and this is why I'm feeling great in our relationship or here are some things that are concerning me or here are some things I think we could work on or that we could do more of to spend that's time amazing together. yeah and people th- th- this is called like a mon- monthly check-in yeah I, I, that's just how I'm describing it like it's a like a relationship check-in. I love that. Like a relationship meeting. I love that. You know, if COVID wasn't around, it would be cool. You have a date night, right? And you kind of do like, let's do like our, yeah. our monthly check-in date night type thing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I know. Soon. Soon. By the end of the summer, hopefully in Ontario. <laughs> oh my God, please, please. 
<laughs> you know, that, uh, just as a yes. side note, this whole COVID situation does not help either because you're kind of, you know, stuck at home. And, and after we had our first, like when we could have date nights and, and change the scene a little bit and, you know, like someone would watch the baby and, and we'd go have an amazing meal and, and then like fuck in the car, you know, like just that kind of yeah. spices it up. So I guess I've yeah. just realized that I'm probably talking from um, two very unique standpoints, which one is sex after COVID or sex during COVID, I should say, and, and sex um, <laughs> living with your in-laws. So these, these two joys <laughs> that greatly <laughs> affect. So having date nights would really help. <laughs> it's interesting because I was thinking like COVID boosted my sex You're life. kidding. Do tell. I got into like a serious long-term relationship yes. during COVID. And I think maybe it was, maybe it was because we weren't going out. Every date night was an at-home date night. Right. We're not living together. So I guess that yeah. makes a difference too. Because at least when you're living together, you, you can always have sex. But yeah. <laughs> when you're not living together and say it's like, oh, let's meet downtown and go for dinner. And then you kind of both go right. your separate ways. Right. After there's like less opportunities to have sex where it's like, okay, come over. We'll order in or we'll watch a movie or like there were, we had really romantic dates right. at home. We did like a picnic at home or like nice fun things that we could do at home. But also now we're at home. So <laughs> there's plenty of places totally. to have sex or like, oh, we can have a bath in like the top yeah. of the jets. Like you can't do that no, downtown. No, when you're grabbing no, that's a fair point. I think I think um, after you have kids, like you're just especially like I mean, if your kids go go to daycare or like whatnot, like both my girls are at home um, currently, and it's like mm-hmm. I'm just home all day with them. So so changing the scene yeah. would be so helpful. I'm sure it's totally different. Yeah, because yeah. I remember even before we had kids, you're right. There was a lot of times even that we would make like dinner plans and to go out and then we'd be like, fuck it, let's stay home. We'll order. And like you said, there's plenty of places to have yeah. sex. Plenty. And and, <laughs> exactly. and plenty of ways to in which to do it, right? So <laughs> yeah, yep. that's true. Wow, you just brought me back to some pretty cool at home dates. That's a good point. See, it's amazing the mindset you have, like when you are that mother in in this, you know, pandemic and sex is tough versus what it was like before kids in a non-pandemic world. Like, wow. And like the dynamic changes, like the situation, if you're living together, whether you have kids or not, if you're living together, there's one situation. If you're dating and living separately, if you're married and have kids, yeah. And then also, of course, the big factor here is also yeah. COVID. So. It's wild. All yeah. goes back to communication. Yeah. It's, honest, communication is everything. so key for everything, whether it's like sex or everything. literally everything. everything. Relationships in, yeah. in, your, in your career, with your kids even. It, without it, mm-hmm. it, goes, it can go south quick. Yeah, it really helps kind of to quote uh, – RuPaul's Drag Race, like to read the room. <laughs> I love that you just pro- quoted that. That's amazing. I popped into my head. I and love like, it. I didn't say it. Well, you know, it goes into other things too. You know, are, are you okay with sex toys again? 
That's a big freaking mm-hmm. question because you don't want to be having sex with your partner after you have a baby yeah. and then he shoves like a dildo in your vagina and you're like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. Like that, that <laughs> needs to be talked about. It's not expecting that. You know, and <laughs> like yeah. talking about it is not sexy. Let's be real. It's like you're sitting down like at a fucking mi- meeting at work no. and all right, so are you okay with sex toys again? <laughs> like which ones would you be good with? Like it's, it's not sexy, but take those five minutes to talk it out get it all out on the table to make sure you guys yeah. are on the same page with, because it can get freaking weird if you don't. And then, and then go, go wild. Right. Are you in the market for a new vibrator? What about a toy that can bring your self-pleasure game to the next level? Sweet Vibes believes that everyone deserves the O, and they are committed to helping you find yours. They make innovative, fun products that give you a moment, or multiple, of complete bliss. Their designers, manufacturers, and partners are held to the highest standards, so you can confidently rely on your products to give an unforgettable experience. We highly recommend their newest toy, Kissed. Tiny but powerful, Kissed was designed to simulate the sensation of tongue on the clitoris, but better. The flexible vibrating fin delivers precise clitoral stimulation that will make you eager to kiss and tell. Oh, and did we mention that it's waterproof? Visit sweetvibes.toys and use the code between our thighs for 10% off your next purchase. That's sweetvibes.toys with the code between our thighs for 10% off. And even on that note, it had me thinking like, you could even sext each other. <gasps> yeah. And like throughout yes. the day, kind of incorporate it into like uh, like a fantasy play text and just say like, oh, and then I use the dildo <gasps> to do this. Mm. And then reading what your partner, that's where you could say like, oh, and then I do whatever. Or you could be like, or I like playfully push it away and instead yeah. do XYZ. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Yeah, because it's true. Some people may, might find that a bit awkward. Maybe we're just super, super forward with each other. Like, do you, do you want to use a dildo or what? <laughs> but yeah, no, there is a, there, are we doing, are we this, doing or this or, or no? You tying me up or what's the deal here? <laughs> Upside down? Upside down this time. Not ready for that yet? <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, you're right. That okay. is a cute way to do it. Totally. I mean, whatever way you communicate, and I guess, yeah. yeah, it depends on the couple, what works for however many people are involved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. <laughs> are you ready to bring in a third person? <laughs> that one, no. <laughs> a fourth? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, it's, there, whatever way, you know, you do it as a couple, just, just do it. And, and sometimes yeah. maybe like your texting way is a, is a fun way because it kind of, builds it up through the whole day, right? And then when the person comes home or whatever, it's like that buildup is there. And, and anticipation. It, yeah, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. And it's a it's it's just a good way, a fun way to sort of open up the discussion even. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, those messages were, were sexy, you know? And it's like, yeah, like that was fun. Like, yeah, like I like when we talked about that, like we should get into that again. You know, it's it's easy. Yeah, it's – it's not an easy thing no. to navigate. It's not having kids isn't no. like a walk in the park. No. <laughs> That's the truth. Pregnancy isn't a walk mm-hmm. in the park for the most part. And yeah, it's, I guess, just like learning. Like you said in the beginning, like circling back to that, just kind of 
learning your new body as you go through those yeah. different stages and accepting your body as it goes through those stages because you yeah. are a different person at each totally level. And I think also it's important to note that um, as women, and I'm guilty of this all the time, like I just kind of expect my husband to read my mind and which obviously is not the way it works. So yeah, communicate <laughs> about what you're okay with, um, you know, sexually and, and your preferences. And if that's changed, you know, post baby and all that, but also tell your partner your preferences that you have outside of the bedroom. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, your partner will come home and it's like they were thinking about sex all day and they want to get it on and and you gave the green light and you know you are ready to go but sometimes like you just like it sounds so stupid but you could just want like to put the kids down and have like a dinner first because you've been talking to freaking babies all day mm-hmm. and like yeah I super want to have sex yeah <laughs> you want to talk to an I adult. really <laughs> want to have sex I'm horny as fuck but I need like a dinner, a glass of wine and talking with you for an hour just to like unwind a little bit, get my mind sort of straight and out of baby mode. And, you know, I want you to ask me about my day because I want to have an adult conversation and then let's get it on. You know, like it's important Mm -hmm. to talk about all the other stuff. So your sexual relationship is healthy because of the other stuff, you know? Yeah. Actually, that reminds me, I have a question for you and it is, what does sex positivity mean to you? And how do you think people can be more sex positive? Oh my God. That's such a hard question. Just from a personal perspective, what does sex positivity mean? Okay. Yeah, I can I can zone in on myself. Like 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 you said, it's so different for everybody. Like I don't want to make like this big general statement. Mm-hmm. Um you know what? And I say this for almost everything, but I think it's so true. Everything comes down to self-love. Mm-hmm. You cannot be sex positive if you don't love yourself. You can't do anything with if you don't love yourself. You can't be a good mother. You can't be a good wife. You can't be a good person if you don't. So I think, again, going back to the whole thing that, you know, when we become mothers, we become a, a totally different person. Um, and we have to navigate through that and learn mm-hmm. who we are. We have to start by just loving this new person that we are and accepting them. And I think with that, slowly your, your confidence just builds and you, you really just have to blossom into this new person and love that person. And, and the rest just comes like sex positivity just comes with that naturally. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's something that you can like, I'm going to be sex positive. No, you need to start at at your core, at your very core in your heart, start with self-love and everything else just comes. That's beautifully said. Thanks. And I agree 100%. <laughs> You're welcome. Did you have any concluding thoughts? Concluding thoughts? Fuck, I hope my husband doesn't listen to this. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you know, him the, mess, the, the link. <laughs> um, he, went out, uh, he went out to work on his car or his bike or something um, this evening. And I said, uh, oh, I'm actually... I'm going to be a guest on a podcast. I, f- I had forgotten to tell him because this is what having babies is like. So I told him an hour prior and, and he made a joke and I told him, I'm going to, I'm going to say it. And, uh, and he said, Oh, no way. You're, you're on a podcast. Um, I was on a podcast before um, talking about becoming a mother. 
Um, so he asked me, is it, mm -hmm. is it having to do with, you know, mom life again? And I said, well, sort of, but it's, it's more sex after you become a mom. And he's like, well, fuck, that will take a minute. She's going to ask you <laughs> how, what's sex like when you become a mom and you're going to say there is none and then it's over. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, we managed to stretch it out. <laughs> Seriously. But you know, to men, like you can have sex three, four times a week and they're like, oh, we have like no sex. So. wild well maybe this will enlighten him a little bit <laughs> yeah maybe i should send it over to him but give this a listen buddy <laughs> but in terms of concluding thoughts i think it's just so important for women especially i, I keep on zoning in on women obviously that's my experience and we're the ones that give birth right so so to to the birther <laughs> um it's just <laughs> you know, we can have sex after six weeks and, and I don't feel like it, like what's wrong with me. It's so not what it's supposed mm -hmm. to be like. Um, and, and, and I mean, we didn't even touch on postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression, you know, there's, there's a whole mm -hmm. mountain of other situations that someone can be in and there is yeah. no guide. Like ev everybody's story is different. Everybody's situation, everybody's hormones, everybody's, mm -hmm everything is so different that you have to go, go into it with, with a, with a light heart and, and a bit of humor because, uh, you know, after you give birth, you like freaking bleed for like five to, to seven weeks anyways. So try being yeah. sexy when that's happening. And, and you just, you just have to laugh and, <laughs> and, and really just be easy on yourself and, and know that the old you, um, well, the old you is, is not there. There's a new, and improved you there and whether it takes a month mm -hmm. six months or two years for you to get back there or there I should say um you will you know you'll fall into place and and just be patient with yourself and love yourself and yeah you'll get there thank you thank you for, thank you for joining us and thank you for sharing your story and for being <laughs> so <laughs> open and honest <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Between Our Thighs podcast. To learn more about what we talked about today, as well as for additional free resources and materials, head over to www.betweenourthighs.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please leave us a review and subscribe to our feed. Until next time.